Hey, this is Brian. And Mikey. And Pat from Weezer. And you're listening to KCOU. 88.1 FM Columbia. Columbia. It's 11 a.m. on a beautiful Sunday morning here in Columbia, and uh, Nick and I are here in studio once again. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Ethan. And what a what a day in sports just yesterday alone. First of all, we want to start this show off with remembering the late and great Gail Sayers, who passed away on Wednesday. One of the true pioneers of the sport that we know as football. Give him 18 inches and he'll do the rest. Exactly. Rest in peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, let's get right into it, yeah? Yes, sir. All right. So, let's get right into it then this morning. Uh we're going to start with the MLB and the playoff picture. Once again, good morning. You're listening to the weekly walkthrough right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia, 11 a.m. here to start your Sunday. We're happy you're here with us. Beautiful day, of course, as usual here in Columbia as we, is have, a beautiful a, as day. we have a nice fall. We've had a nice fall so far here in terms of weather. Nothing too brutally hot, nothing too weirdly cold, rainy, all that good stuff. So, all right. You ready to talk about the MLB? Yes, sir. One more last day of the regular season. It is the last day of the regular season, game 60. Did you enjoy it? Today is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have. A little bit different today, of course, being game 60 and having it be the end of the regular season instead of playing, you know, 102 more games (laughs) like we usually do normally today is game 162 and a finish. But I don't know. It It was a weird season, of course. Obviously, some teams like the Cardinals and Marlins missing extended time due to COVID-19 and some cases within the teams. But it's all shaken out. Everybody's made up just about all their games. The Cardinals are, if necessary, they'll play a doubleheader tomorrow to make up all the way to 60 games against the Tigers. But, yeah, looking good. I'm I'm happy we started the season, got through the season, all that good stuff. I'm just happy we had baseball at all because for a while it looked like we weren't sure if we were going to have it. Yes, it did. It felt like it, was, especially when the Cardinals, and then another team in the South. What was the the Marlins? The Marlins. Okay, yeah, very. The, their situations were very tough, and it felt like it might be too strong for the MLB to overcome. So, as of right now, we have the American League playoff teams being the Rays have locked up the one seed. They're not going anywhere. Tampa Bay has won the American League this year, in the regular season at least. The Twins, Athletics, White Sox, Yankees, Astros, Indians, and Blue Jays have all made the playoffs. All of those teams have clinched. All of those teams are in. But the only two teams that have locked in their seeds so far are the Rays at number one and the Astros at number six. So... A lot of movement could still happen here in the American League today. So while all of those teams that I listed are in and safe and don't have to worry about winning today to make it into the playoffs, um, the seeds can all switch around. Right now you're looking at the Rays playing the Blue Jays. 
in uh, the first wildcard series. The Twins taking on the Indians, the A's taking on the Astros, and the White Sox taking on the New York Yankees. So That White Sox-Yankees series sounds fun. It does, but the White Sox, they did get their bats going last night, but they had been slumping for much of this week, which can be said for a handful of teams throughout the MLB, you know, Cubs included. But, uh, yes, I would say the most interesting series in this, if the seeds were not to change today, most interesting series would be the Twins and the Indians and the White Sox and the Yankees. Oh, yeah. The the Twins versus the Indians, obviously. Some division rivalry. Yeah, division rivals. That's always fun to watch in any sport, really. You know, they play each other all the time. They're scheming against each other, and it's usually a rivalry. So. And then the White Sox taking on the Yankees, a lot of firepower from the <laughs> offensive standpoint in both of those teams. Yeah, a lot of talent on the field. That's That's just always an exciting series, at least this year. So in the American League, I'm going to talk you through exactly what is going on today with those teams we talked about. The Let's get right into it. The White Sox, of course, play the Cubs, finish out their series today. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez and Adbert Elzele will pitch against each other. Uh, I think the White Sox might have the advantage in this one. Obviously, they have more to lose right now. I think they're going to come out trying to win today because their seed can still change depending on what happens. So... So they are they're going to become out strong today against the Cubs. I, I, I would pick the White Sox today if I was a betting man in that game. The Yankees take on the Marlins. That'll be an interesting game. Uh, the Marlins, of course, we'll get right into that. We'll get into that here shortly. But the Marlins, the Marlins uh, are in the playoffs as well. They've already clinched, but they are also playing for seeding in the National League. I'll get into the National League in a second, though. Um, let me see who else. The Indians are playing the Pirates. Should be an easy win for the Indians there. The Twins and the Reds are playing. The Reds have already clinched a playoff spot, but they're not exactly sure where they're going to fall in the seeding either, and neither are the Twins, so that'll be an interesting game. Rich Hill and Sonny Gray. I'd pick the Reds in that one probably, but we will see. And then your biggest games of the day contain the probably the Brewers and the Cardinals, which we'll get, we'll get into that here now when we talk about the National League. So looking in, The top four seeds in the National League have all clinched and are all locked into their playoff spots. The Dodgers are at number one. The Braves are at the number two seed. The Cubs are the number three seed. And the San Diego Padres are the number four seed. Now, this is where it gets interesting. The Cardinals, Marlins, Reds, and Brewers can all get shuffled around still at this point in time. So the only two teams out of those other four that have clinched and are officially in the playoffs are the Marlins and the Reds. The Marlins and the Reds, currently the six and seven seeds, have clinched a playoff berth. Now, the Cardinals and the Brewers play today. And this is really interesting because when you look at the standings right now, the Cardinals are actually in second place in the division ahead of Cincinnati. But because of those games that they haven't played, that's where the that's where the uh, interesting stuff can come in. Milwaukee only one game behind them right now, and they're currently holding that spot. But right on Milwaukee's tail is the San Francisco Giants, who have the same record as them going into today. Sounds dicey. So this this could really go, you know, either way. And it really just comes down to really just comes down to those two teams. Now, the Cardinals will probably make it in barring, you know, the Cardinals somehow lose today and then lose both games tomorrow, I think they'll 
they'll like lose out on the playoffs, but I, I, I don't see that happening. I see the Cardinals being able to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, but San Francisco Milwaukee is your fun matchup to look at. So, man, no exciting stuff. A lot of movement can still happen. Going to be interesting to see how those ratings compare to like an NFL Sunday, obviously. But a lot of excitement in the baseball season. Yep. Did uh, you enjoy the sixty games, or did you did you want it's more a sixty baseball? game sprint? But you know me, I love my baseball. I'd always love to have more baseball. I. When it comes to baseball, you know, I'd consider myself more of a baseball traditionalist. You know, I liked having pitchers hit in the National League. I like 162 games. Uh, so this was an interesting season for me, but at the, at the end of the season and looking back at it now. Are they keeping that forever? What? The a, the NL not having pitchers I hit anymore? I am not sure. We don't know yet? I mean, I think we – I just don't remember. I just don't remember. I think it was ruled on. I think we are, but I, th- I think we actually are keeping that. How do you feel? It's okay. I mean, as I said, I'm not a huge fan, but at this point, I'm just happy we had baseball to watch this season. So, so there's that. Yeah, I, no, exciting stuff with baseball. We'll keep more. I'll definitely keep better track on it when the playoffs start, and we may get a Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. chance we get a Yankees and Twins matchup. Eventually. Eventually we'd get there. I mean, it, it also depends on how the seedings shake out today. A lot of uh, AL Central teams. A lot of AL Central A lot teams. of AL Central teams. You got three of them. And then right now you got four NL Central teams in the playoffs. Four? Really? Four, yes. Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, and Brewers currently holding playoff spots entering the final day. That's crazy. Yes, it is kind of crazy. And that Milwaukee Dodgers series, that's one that could be interesting. Christian Yelich could show why he's not a real MVP. It's not going to be interesting. You don't think it's going to be interesting? No. Christian Yelich? When you're looking at it, when you're looking at it, the only team out of those bottom seeds that I think has a chance against the Dodgers would be the Reds. And we'll get into that later when we start talking about my upset pick for this week. Ooh. But, yeah, uh, the Dodgers and, and Padres would wipe pretty much anyone i think in the first round except maybe that reds team those bottom teams just don't have the pitching depth or the hitting depth besides of course cincinnati to keep up and it's tough to beat the dodgers the nl has showed that for years now and just so you know the top seeds in all of these the top seeds in all of these games will host all three games of the series there will be no travel so so that's pretty huge well that's just due to covid19 of course but I mean, at the same time, it's not really hugely important because of no fans. There's not really a home field advantage. Of course, you have the whole top and bottom of the ninth thing, but, uh, but yeah. So that's that's what we got for baseball today. Uh, let's move back onto the NBA. I'd say. Okay, and then we obviously saw LeBron James last night with the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Denver Nuggets, winning the series four to one. Clinching in just five games. Every series they had went That's what I five said. games. Isn't that crazy? Say, I said on this show, what was it, last weekend that it would be five games? Lakers in five? What did you make of the Lakers' uh, Western personally, Conference title run? Personally, I, I didn't watch too much of the Lakers this postseason. I haven't watched too much of them. Of you course. watch the Lakers? No. The Lake show? Because, because the Lakers are better than everyone they've played. The games just are not as entertaining to me. Of course, we watched that buzzer beater that Anthony Davis hit. We watched the end of that game. I've watched the end of a couple of their close games, but 
for the most part, I haven't sat down and watched the Lakers for like a whole game this postseason very much because they're just better than who they're playing against, and they've shown that. It's I like mean, they're up by 20-something points. <laughs> but I told you this. I told you that LeBron and Anthony Davis were pretty, I think when it comes to a duo, they're up there with like dominance, I think. When it when it's all said and done and when they're done with the when they're done playing with each other, I think that they will be one of those dominant duos. So you mean at the end of this year when Anthony Davis leaves in free agency? He's not going anywhere. Where is he gonna go? Do you think he wants to play for anyone else? He sees how well he's playing. We'll see. LeBron's we got see. him on track to be number one in the world. In we, the world. We will see. And but, he's about to win him a ring. Of course, LeBron now nine of the last 10 NBA finals he's appeared in, I believe. Yeah. With yeah, the ex- lone exception being last year when he was injured for most of the season and the Lakers really didn't have the talent to make it there without him. So that, of course, is a very impressive feat by LeBron James. Uh, and are we surprised that the Lakers made it to the NBA finals? No, no not really. But you, but you did say that you were leaning toward the Clippers. I was. Absolutely. I'm not going to deny that. I thought the Lakers and Clippers were going to play in the Western Conference Finals. I was wrong. I thought the Clippers were going to give the Lakers a run for their money in the Western Conference Finals. I was also wrong on that. Most Uh, people were wrong on that. Say, absolutely. I'll own up to it. I I thought the Clippers were going to play better than they did in the playoffs, and they did not. And it was a disappointment for me and countless other people about how poorly they played. But no, they looked looked pretty. But I think we all knew as soon as as soon as LeBron made it to the Western Conference Finals, and then the Nuggets eliminated the Clippers. That this LeBron was going to the NBA Finals. <laughs> yes. I yeah. was going to say, out of the, this is, I mean, this Nuggets team is talented, but it's not talented enough to beat LeBron James in the playoffs. It's just how it is. Well, I mean, Jamal Murray has been playing at an incredible level. And we, and even though when you look at this series, you see the shot that Anthony Davis hit. If Mason Plumlee just trails there instead of goes to LeBron. Dropping off, yeah. <sighs> What, whatever that was you know this series could have been 2-1 in favor of this could be a series that was 2-2 going into the game five and then you know lebron wins game five they're up three to two but at least it's not it's a competitive series i think so the lakers they know they haven't played their best basketball in that series and they still won in five that's pretty that's pretty incredible just it'll to be, see the greatness it'll, it'll be fun to see if they do play their best basketball in the nba finals of I course mean, they're going to be locked in for sure but, yeah, not a surprise. LeBron James just adding on to his legacy. I think we both agree on this. The Lakers have played so well together with him and Anthony Davis and all the role players, shooters, centers, length, athleticism they have across the board from one through one through eight, one through nine. They can play very deep lineups. They've shown that all year. And then another... Another thing that was reported by the NBCS Philly, they said that the 76ers may target Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, I just got, I actually just got a notification 25 minutes ago saying that he is now the heavy favorite to be the head coach of that team. Well, do you think they're trying to lure in James Harden? This was reported earlier this week, and I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, Mike D'Antoni for, I don't know how their relationship is that close. I know James doesn't talk about him like that. He doesn't put any blame on him, but... Who knows? I mean, they haven't won as much as they probably could have, so I didn't know if there was any tension there. And here's the quote from the article that came out this morning from the Philadelphia Inquirer saying that Mike D'Antoni would have to bomb his interview with the 76ers owners to not be offered the head coaching position there. Wow. 
that's that's incredible. It's it's really it really shows that they are committed to getting James Harden. I don't know how they're gonna get him. Gonna have to be some type of trade. But I'd trade Ben Simmons for James Harden in a heartbeat. <laughs> I certainly I certainly would James Harden. John, another. John Clark of NBC Sports reports that if they signed Antony, uh they could be able to lure Harden to Philadelphia as a free agent in two seasons. Oh, okay. Interesting. Either that or make a trade, but two seasons away from Given the him process being a, free a little agent. bit longer. Okay. I respect it. We'll see how it goes. I, I definitely think what do you think of the do you think that's a smart move for the Sixers? Yeah. I think, I think he's think a great coach. Too. I think he's a great coach. He's two time coach of the year. Of course he hasn't made an NBA finals yet in his in his coaching career, but he knows what he's same, doing. I mean, I mean at the same time. It, it, some of it comes down to his fault not making an NBA Finals, but some of it's out of his control. He can't like control Chris, injuries. Yeah, a Chris Paul injury. I was going to say, I think he's a, I think he's a great coach. Oh, that's the worst. That is the worst. It's, I hate that injury. I, was, I think he's, a, I think he's a, a fantastic coach. I think he'd be a good hire for anyone. I think he'd be a good hire for Philly. They need someone to come and take control, obviously, because Brett Brown wasn't really doing that. And and yeah, I mean, I think, I think it makes a lot of sense from a basketball perspective. I, I totally agree. I think that Mike D'Antoni is a fantastic coach. He's durable. He's he, the players seem like he they enjoy him. He's coached great teams, led great teams, not to titles, but being very successful teams. And then we also see in the Eastern Conference. And hold up, real quick. What do you think this will mean for their offense? Because we know he likes to have his teams shoot the three ball a lot. Well, I think that's probably a mix of the Houston culture, too, and he okay. bought into it, but I think he definitely I was with a Sixers Do you think team, we'd see a lot more shooting, or no? Do you think he'd just maybe, try and bring in shooters to shoot? Maybe more shooting for what's already there for, like, Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. potentially, but he it feels like he already shoots at a pretty I was going to say, you got Josh Richardson and, and Tobias Harris are really your three-point shooters, and on that team right now, of course, with Embiid wanting to play in the post more, Ben Simmons not having a three-point shot. Yeah, they don't they aren't really set up to shoot the three ball as much. So it'll as, be interesting to see how his his coaching style changes because, you know, they kind of run that air raid offense down in 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 Houston for lack of a better term right now, just and, the huck up threes offense. And then for the Eastern Conference Finals, we have the Miami Heat with the biggest story of probably the NBA was Tyler Hero just going off for the the youngest player to ever score 30 in the in a conference finals game went off for like 30 what was it 36 37 maybe 34 I think so. 37 the just going incredible and the Heat blew their lead in game 5 so now they lead the series 3-2 going into a game 6 tonight is it yes, today sir. Yes, sir. Wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. I right applied now. to be a virtual fan, didn't get it. Sad for the Miami Heat. Yeah, I tried <laughs> I, to go tonight. I respect. I was, I was trying to go to the uh, it, trying to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Let me check my email again. Make sure I didn't. Yeah, make yeah. Sure check it didn't that come real quick. I'll talk about this. <laughs> Tyler Hero has just shown that he is such so such an incredible playmaker at such a young age, and a lot of that may even be silenced by playing with Jimmy Butler and Bam from a shot like percentage standpoint just because he doesn't shoot the ball as much as they do but he really fits in with this lineup well with being able to create his own shot Duncan Robinson can too it's just off of you know catch and shoot not necessarily he's pretty much like a Clay Thompson or Steph Curry he moves around a lot we saw him take a layup in game five surprising 
Don't see that very Rare. often. 93%, at least going into game five, 93% of his field goal attempts in the postseason were three-point attempts. Yeah, just incredible. And and it's just been great to see just that team mesh and play well. It's going to be interesting. The next game is going to be very interesting. I had Heat in six back when we started talking about the, this series. Uh, it's It's played out pretty much how I thought it would play out. You know, a close defensive game won by the Celtics, a game where the Celtics get extremely hot and and win by double digits, which they did, you know, in game five, even though it took them a little while to heat up because they you know, had a bad first quarter, first half. But that second half, they came out smoking hot and and and, you know, won that game by double digits. But I have heat in six. And right now, at least it's looking like that's going to play out, at least in my opinion, because, you know, what I've what I said was going to happen on this show. What was it two weeks ago? Uh, has pretty much played out now. So, yeah, he the the he kind of blew the last game for me. It was I felt like it was going to be in five. It could have been. They just it, went cold. They just went cold. They couldn't get a stop. Is what it is. They'll learn from it. It's the heat. I don't. I don't. Young team. For, young team. I don't. Yeah. I don't foresee the. And they've already had a great playoff. Like the the Celtics. Even if are they no lose this slack. series, if they lose this series somehow, it's it'd still be a fantastic postseason for them. I don't think they'd feel that way though. No, but they all. should feel that way. Eh. I mean, it just depends on who you ask. But they certainly should get to the finals. But we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss the jam-packed and upset-filled college football you're listening to kcou 88.1 fm columbia and we will be right back if you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them then surely you'll check nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now that I've gotten on the internet, I'd rather be on my computer than doing just about anything. It's really cool. The internet gave us a whole world of exciting new possibilities. So I guess this is a story of how it changed our lives. Changed our lives. Change your life. Change the way you do the internet. Go like KCOU on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at KCOU and on Instagram at KCOU881. Stay up to date on the latest online content, events, giveaways, and more. You may be right. I think they're being followed now. Don't look. Just play cool. So what are you waiting for, young keyboard warrior? The wonderful world of KCOU is just one click away. your day fine did you learn anything new no anything i should know no is everything okay yeah sometimes it can be hard to connect with teens use connect with me activity cards to deepen your conversations visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources a message from the missouri department of health and senior services Here in the studio, you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia, and uh, and uh, we're going to talk about college football now. 
Uh, we're getting right into Alabama. We're getting into Alabama and Missouri. We are getting into Alabama and Missouri now. Number two, Alabama took down the Mizzou Tigers 38-19 last night. Uh, head coach Eli Drinkwitz in his first game for the Tigers. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this game, and then we'll get into a little bit else of what went around around the country. But let's talk about what happened with Mizzou last night. I said yesterday we were on the air. Not going to win, but we're going to cover the spread, and look what happened. If, if they wanted to not cover the spread, Bama, they they would have. Even without that last touchdown, they would have covered the spread. Of course, but like Bama, they put it. They don't think. I think they stopped trying after a little bit, or like Tech took their foot off the gas at least. But you know, good. It was decent. If you're asking me about the game, it, it definitely could have been a lot worse. They've lost to Alabama in much worse cases than this. And I was really surprised with the first half play calling of the offense, like Sean Robinson. I was unhappy with the option. Yeah. Like why why are we running? Why are they running the option against a Bama team that is stacked? And I mean, they are stacked. They were just too fast. They covered it too well. I said, you're lucky if Sean Robinson is the 10th fastest player on the field right now. Why are we running him in an, uh, in an option with Larry Roundtree? Who's maybe, might work against some other teams, but not against Bama. <laughs> yeah, Bama is going to scout that out. But, you know, it isn't as bad. I didn't watch Bayslack as much as I saw Sean Robinson. I couldn't watch this game too much. There was just too much going on in sports, and quite frankly, this game was not that competitive. I like Connor Bayslack. I do, too. Bayslack, he played very well in at the, the end of the year. But that was just literally... For for Mizzou, that was just the last dagger in the heart was that Connor Bayslack getting hurt right at the end of the season against Arkansas in a game that pushed them to six and six, and then the NCAA just says, "Uh, yeah, you guys aren't, you guys aren't going to any bowl game." Just a just a terrible season from that standpoint. But when you look across other teams in college football, you want me to go through the scoreboard? Oh, yeah, we can look at some of the upsets. I mean, obviously. Kansas State, we were on the air for that one We yesterday. were on the air for Kansas, Kansas State. That ups, was just incredible. Upsets Oklahoma 38-35. But, but that was just incredible. Like, we looked at it, and Spencer Rattler was 23 for 25. He finished the game 30 for 41. Kansas State just turned it back on them in a way that you really don't, that you really don't see too often. I mean, they last, start off the year losing. Last two seasons, Kansas State beat Oklahoma both years. It's incredible. I mean, they lost to Arkansas State. I literally called them out on the show last week. And just an in, just an incredible display of quite the turnaround, I'd say. I mean, that's as good of a win as you get preseason in the Big 12. We'll, we'll get into the other powerful Big 12 team in a moment in uh, the Texas Longhorns. And then we saw Georgia go down early to Arkansas, but... They, they righted the ship in the second half. Yeah, yeah. They blew them out by 27 then, by the end of it. Then, of course, Florida, Kyle Trask, six touchdown passes, leading them to a win over Ole Miss, 51-35. Another big upset. Mississippi State led by quarterback K.J. Costello, passing for 623 My. yards and five touchdowns. Leads Mississippi State and the Bulldogs, Mike Leach, to 1-0 with a victory over the LSU Tigers in the Bayou. Yeah, Mike Leach just now coming from Wazoo, Washington State, and right away he – what was this the SEC pat, single game passing 
yards record? I believe it was. It has. I mean, 623 yards. That's when inc- you think. When you look at this, though, 623 yards, incredible number of yards. When you look at FBS records, this doesn't even crack the top 10. This doesn't crack the no. top 10? K.J. Costello comes in at 11. Is Mahomes his top 10? I don't know if you have the list Mahomes, and Mahomes has the most total yards in a game. I think he also has the most passing yards in a game against that Oklahoma team. Yes, that game was He insane. passed for like 730 yards or something in like that. In a loss. And then another... Another point, or another game that happened that was big, a ranked v. ranked, all, number eight Auburn, placing uh, just inside the top 25 Kentucky. And Bo, Bo Nix Bo came back. <laughs> he didn't have the best game, but, I mean, he he could have played better, but the, all, Kentucky has a good front seven. They've had one for years, and Auburn had a real test opening day, and they answered, answered the bell. Bo Nix, he's one of the best players in college football yeah, right now. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He was fun to watch last year as a and true freshman, year, yeah, and he's so only young. getting better. First game, yeah, first start, go up against Justin Herbert, who was a, what, top 10 draft pick this Bang. year? Bang, and a starting quarterback in the NFL now. Yeah. And then you also have the Texas Longhorns. They were down big uh, right towards the end of the game. They recovered an onside kick, scored a touchdown, scored a two-point conversion, tied it up, won it in overtime, 63-56. to Texas Tech quarterback was spotted on the sideline when they were up 14 with less than five to go doing the horns down. Showed up on freezing cold takes on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Tough day for Texas Tech blowing that big lead. Yeah, that's that is true. I mean, Texas showed Sam Ellinger last year with them, I'm pretty sure. And he's been and he's got to show out for his uh, favorite childhood team. But moving on, I mean, we don't. Nothing else really surprising. Texas A&M beat Vanderbilt by five. Miami blew Miami out. blew out Florida State. UCF blew out Eastern Carolina. Not S- much, I'd say. Cincinnati took down Army. Oklahoma State took down West Virginia. Tennessee won a close one over South Carolina. And BYU, you know, embarrassed Troy, which is what we expected. Yep. And then we – so we looked at all – all these games, what what do we think of just that crazy college football Saturday? I was not expecting all that. I'm happy it's back. Could it's, not be happier it's back. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Oklahoma really, wow. I couldn't. Was. I could not be happier that college football is back. And, and Saturdays just aren't right without it, man. They really aren't. Yes, sir. You ready to get into uh, what happened this Saturday night? UFC 253, correct? Yes, sir. There we go. You had two uh, title fights uh, last night, co-main events, of course. Uh, Jan Blakovich and Dominic Reyes was the first one, ending in a second-round knockout for Jan, Polish pride for Jan. And uh, we'll get into the Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa fight here in a minute. But let's talk about how Jan finished off Dominic Reyes here first. I mean, there was a big pause in my in my pick for a reason. We all know that Blahovich, he's got that Polish power, and it's, and it's a real thing. I mean, he is incredibly strong. His knockouts in the last few years on that three-fight win streak going into the fight was... They were very vicious knockouts. He showed a lot of power, great technique. And just freakish strength. And we saw that against Dominic Reyes. He pushed him around. He broke his nose. <laughs> As gave you him see that his side. On yeah, his, his side. From the side kick yep, he was throwing. Yep. His rib cage was all red and bruised up. Dominic Reyes was. He got beat up. He did. And he got knocked out in the second round. <laughs> yeah, finished in the second round within two rounds. That's pretty incredible. 
Great performance from Jan. He also called out uh, John Jones. I was going to say, so what's next for Jan? Well, obviously, John, John Jones is not in the UFC right now. No, no, he is. Isn't he not fighting in the UFC right now? I think he's willing to fight for the right price eventually. I don't know when that'll be, but he vacated his light heavyweight title, hoping to go up to heavyweight. But with Jan's performance against Dominic Reyes, who Jones struggled with, I would be okay with if if John came down and beat Jan Blahovich, that'd be pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. So that's what's next for Jan Blahovich. And then what do you think about Dominic Reyes? Dominic, he's I mean, he's just gotta go back into into that gr- division that's lighting up. Maybe a fight with like Anthony Smith wouldn't be too bad. I'd have to look at I'd have to look at the rankings, but it's an incredible... I mean, it's a good division that's starting to be better. We've seen it with, you know, fighting Tiago Santos. That's another guy who's fought John Jones and almost beat him. He could fight a guy like Glover Teixeira, get him right back into the title mix with Glover. You know, Anthony Smith is still there. There's a few options for him that he could... that there could get Reyes right back into that picture with another good performance. It's a really open division relative to other ones like 155 and 170, but still a very competitive division and a lot of fun fights for both guys despite the outcome. And then you and I actually picked against each other for the main uh, title fight last night, the headliner between Israel Adesanya, the last stylebender, and Paulo Costa, which ended with a second-round KO by Adesanya. I told you not to bet against him. I told you on the show not to bet against him. Oh, my goodness. You predict one main event ride, and you want to... I was, I mean, it was a 50-50 fight. I think everyone knew that. But Paulo really was, you could definitely see a clear advantage with Adesanya in the striking. And there's really not too many people, if any, in the UFC that has the striking that he has with the really long and extensive kickboxing career he had. And he's so quick and he strikes so fast and he's so compact with it and he just moves around so quick. He can avoid anything. I mean, an eight-inch reach advantage in the fight and along with that, he's got these long legs. He he has the kickboxing background. He understands range and distance probably and you, better than anyone in the UFC. And you could tell the kickboxing background if you looked at Costa's leg after the first round. Yeah, no. I was going to say Paulo bad. Costa's leg was was, you know, his, I think it was his left leg, his lead plant leg was just almost disabled pretty yeah, much and, by the end of the first round. Yeah, and for Costa, I mean, you said it best. He kept eating leg shots. And he never came back to like try and strike and, or counter and try and try and because Izzy saw it as okay, you're gonna let me just kick you in the leg. All right, I'll kick you ten times in the next three minutes, and then you're you're really and compromised. now he can't and now he can't get out of the way of anything. He can't He's move anymore. Yes, exactly. I mean, it was a brilliant fight strategy from Israel Adesanya, and I mean, wow, he just dominated. I feel from like start I feel like he barely got touched. <laughs> No, yeah, he mm. is. You were you were correct in saying that. I figured Paul was at least going to put the pressure on him and make him work. He just let he just let Adesanya kick him for an entire round, and then he got pieced up in the second. You, you could you I say mean, he couldn't get away. That's a pretty. I mean, that's a good. That's, overview. I mean, that's, they say that's that's, 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 that's my that's my. I mean, I, I watched it, and I obviously I don't have the extensive fighting background that you do with knowing you know everybody and everything about the UFC, but you know from from my you know newbie 
perspective of it, that's what it looked like. It didn't look like a competitive fight. You no, know, it really didn't. I was excited for it, and I, I thought Adesanya was going to win, and it, it, it paid off because at least I was talking about it with some other buddies that I watched the fight with. You know, for us, fights that, at least for me and a, a lot of other people that aren't heavily into the UFC, you know, we always prefer to see the knockout. You know, we don't want anything to ever have to go to the judges' scorecards just because, you know, I watch fighting to watch someone get knocked out. That's why I was excited. That's why I was so happy with the card last night because both of the main events ended with, you know, second-round knockouts. That's why I thought it was a great card. <laughs> At least the title fights were fun. Yeah. No, it's understandable. I think a lot of people do think like that. I was gonna say just from a just from a person that you know obviously you know when I watch fighting I don't watch the whole card I'll watch the mains I'll watch the fighters that I know and I I mean exactly what Adesanya did is what I want to see when I watch fights and I was you know very happy to see that last night (laughs) of course and yeah great fight card what's next for both of these guys obviously Paulo Costa getting his first loss last night and but he's he's still thirteen and one and Adesanya staying undefeated. Well, Israel said he wanted to fight uh, the winner of the Robert Whitaker Jared uh, Cannoneer fight, and I think I'm pronouncing his name right, but it's it's tough. But those two, you know, top three f- fighters in the world, Robert Whitaker just beat Darren Till in a very close fight. I think I remember watching that one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Cannoneer, he's he's a very explosive striker. He's very powerful. Very athletic, very old too. He's at 36, but Israel isn't. I mean, he's not very young either. He's around that 32, 33 range, but he's so young in terms of like. He hasn't been in the UFC for that long. And he hasn't been fighting in MMA. And, but I mean, I'd see the winner of this fight at a, on the UFC 254 card, the next pay-per-view card on October 24th in a little less than a month now. And that's going to be an exciting fight. But if Whitaker gets through him, I mean, you'd have to see Israel Adesanya probably in Whitaker again. If Whitaker gets two straight wins against top products, you'd have to see it. I, I think it'd be fun. But then you'd, I mean, then I mean, that that's a scary fight. But I still think Israel beats Whitaker. It's just, I mean, it's just tough. It does. It feels like Israel's on a whole nother level. I was going to say that's what I thought. That's what I thought watching it last night. You mean we were looking at what he was the number two challenger? No, Paulo was. I mean, Paulo was. He was ranked two, but that's because Whitaker had the belt. When you lose the belt, you get dropped to one, and Paulo was two. But like Paulo was the clear like cut person to and then Izzy just beats him up. (laughs) Beats Yoel Romero has beaten Whitaker, has beaten Kelvin Gastelum, and. I mean, he knocked out Whitaker within two rounds as well. So, like, he's just popping people. (laughs) If you see Whitaker win this fight against Jared, I mean, you're not looking at a very sellable fight there because Izzy has just looked incredible thus far. I mean, Whitaker's a great challenger. Don't get me wrong. Whitaker can win that fight. It's just very difficult for him to win it stylistically. Yeah. It's because he's not the style bender. It's because he's not the last style bender. That is correct. Great fights, though. I, I was happy it. with it. Yeah, I was happy with it. Oh, yeah, just incredible from 
start and then finish. didn't they announce the Khabib fight last night? Um, no, or that's that been, been that's before? been announced, but yeah, they showed promos for it. That's going to be an exciting. Who card. is he fighting again? Uh, Justin Gaethje, who oh, okay, yeah, just beat Tony Ferguson, yep. won the interim light heavy, or lightweight title, and it's going to be an exciting fight. I still see the outcome being the same for Khabib. He's just he's just, just so. If he puts you on the ground, it's over. Yeah, he's just too much. <laughs> Too, he's just too great. At this point, like he's just fought the best in the world and beat, beat them all, <laughs> beaten the best in the world pretty handily for the most part. What else is coming up in the UFC besides that fight? What's next? Is besides, that the next one? Oh uh, yeah, that is the next one. That is October twenty fourth. So we got and a nice little break in between the big yeah, cards. Yeah, but you have. I mean, next week you have Holly Holm fighting who that's who famously head kicked Ronda Rousey, but. She's been, you know, in the in the challenging. She's been challenging for world titles for years and years and years, and just to, just I mean, they've been putting on great fights. More will come. And then we wait for the twenty fourth. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's that's what's coming up. But we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to discuss the NFL Sunday schedule today. You're listening to the weekly walkthrough here on KCOU. KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Cavern. It's the bar that's bizarre downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, Eastside is a solid place to hang out. Ranger Station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. And we're back. You're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. It's 1142 AM here on your Sunday morning. We like to thank you for tuning in here to the weekly walkthrough and being along with us, spending your Sunday morning with us here on KCOU. We are now going to discuss the NFL slate, which kicks off here in just over 15 minutes. We're going to talk you through what exactly is going on in the NFL today. We're going to start on Thursday. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins with a solid, very solid win over Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel like you outpicked me last week. I'm like 99% sure you outpicked me last week in the picks. Yeah. We should probably start writing those down. We should. We'll, <laughs> we'll go back and look at it this week. But 
to start us off, we got the Texans who are winless going against the Steelers who are undefeated. I'm taking I'm taking Pittsburgh. I am. I'm keeping the Texans at are at completely defeated. I was going to say undefeated, but that doesn't work. Keeping the Steelers at undefeated and the Texans at completely defeated. And I will take the Texans. I think Deshaun's going to get it done today somehow, some way. I was going to. I just don't see it happening against that defense. Understandable. You now have two zero and two teams. Uh, this. Cincinnati Bengals, led by, you know, rookie quarterback Joe Burrow, heading to the Philadelphia Eagles, surprisingly 0-2 this season. Uh, who do you think takes this one? I'm taking Philly. I got Philly in this one. I'm taking Joe Burrow. Taking Joe. I am. I'm going to okay. pick against you again. 49ers dealing with heavy, heavy injury problems are staying in New York. They played the Jets out there last week. They're playing the Giants out there this week. I'll take the 49ers. I don't think they're ready to. I, yeah, I, can't I don't think they're you. ready to ship it, ship the season away this this early, especially if they can bring back Jimmy Jimmy G. I was gonna say I can't I can't disagree with that one. Two and O Raiders, headlined by Derek Carr, who you have said has never been a bad quarterback. You've been heard saying that on the show. Taking on Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, and the Patriots out in Foxborough. I will take the New England Patriots to take this game. I'll pick against you again. I'm taking Oakland. Okay. I'm taking Oakland. Well, it's actually Las Vegas, so I hate wrecked, that. Yeah, I wrecked. hate that. It's, gonna, it still takes some getting used to. And it's better than some of the name changes I've had That's on just the air. That's true. The 2-0 Titans head up to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis to take on the 0-2 Vikings. I will take the Tennessee Titans. Vikings for Trevor. And then they win 10 Super Bowls in a row with Trevor Lawrence. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you on the Tennessee Titans. Washington, yes, sir. Washington football team heading to the great state of Ohio to take on the Browns. Give me the Washington football team, please. That front four is going to be too much for Baker. They're going to be in his face all day. When And when Baker is dealing with pressure, and that has been the really underlying theme of those Oklahoma teams, they've had very good O-lines there. I am going to take the Browns. I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to take Baker, to... take Odell Jarvis. Well, this is going to be interesting. It's really Picking good. against you a lot this week. Yes, you are. The 2-0 and o Rams. We talked about their defense last week, on or yesterday maybe even, or last week, whatever it was, on this show. Uh, taking on the 2-0 and o Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. Give me L.A. L.A.'s running high. Give I'm, me the Rams. I'm picking against you again. I'm taking the Bills this <laughs> oh week. <my laughs> what is going on? I mean, I just see, I just see the Rams with Aaron, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and all the firepower they have on offense as well. Just be too much for the Bills this early. The Bills are going to be good though. I was going to say, I think matchup. the Bills, I think the Bills steal this one. I think the Bills steal this one. In it is Buffalo. in Buffalo, so. Uh, the two and and0 Bears taking on the zero and two Falcons in Atlanta. Of course, Julio Jones not going to suit up today due to that hamstring injury. Tested it out this morning in warmups, was not able to go, leaving one of your favorite NFL players right now, at least Calvin Ridley, as the wide receiver one in Atlanta today for them. Saving my fantasy team. Hopefully, he can do it again today because I'm picking the Falcons. All right. I'm picking the Falcons. When you pick the Falcons, I am obligated to pick the opposite. Yeah, so. I do not pick the Falcons games too well. But I do I do think that they can come back and win this, especially is Julio who you said he's out today. He's out he? today. No. But but 
it's not supposed to be a long-term injury. He's just dealing with some hamstring problem. I mean, he Ridley, played through it last week. So I mean, it's going to be interesting. The Falcons have not looked bad this year. They, they truly have not. have not looked bad. They've just struggled they can, to finish games. And struggled to play defense, too. They can yes. score the ball with the best of them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Mitch plays today against that. The Falcons do not have a good defense, and they are no, missing they a lot of their secondary right now. It's going to be interesting to see how Mitch plays. Mitch should play well. I, I'm i taking the Bears. Okay. 0-2 Panthers, Justin Herbert and the Chargers in L.A. Obviously, the Panthers without you know NFL MVP candidate. <laughs> yeah. uh, Christian McCaffrey, and I am also going to take the Chargers in this one. Justin Herbert gets his first NFL win in his second NFL start. 0-2 Jets heading to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. I will take the Colts. Their offensive line too much. Jonathan Taylor should have a good day. Going up against Quentin Nelson, though. The Jets, Quentin Williams. The Jets are just not a good football team, so I am also going to take the Colts. The 1-1 one one Cowboys taking on the 2-0 Seahawks. This one's a good one in the 330 slot. I will take Seattle. Actually, give me the boys. The boys are riding high. Give me the boys. All right. Uh, I'll pick against. It. I'll pick against you. I'll take the Seattle Seahawks. Why Russell did I Wilson. pick Dallas? Why did I pick them? Um, that's such a bad. I'll ki- I'll stick with it. One and one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the zero and two Broncos. Biggest storyline for this game is that the entire crowd of South Park is now cardboard cutouts at the Broncos Stadium, so keep an eye out for that on the broadcast today. Cartman and friends will be there. <laughs> I'll take Champa. I agree with you Tom on that one. Tom does not like Denver. He doesn't like playing there, but it's more of a vengeance thing for him. He's on a revenge tour right now in Tampa. I'll t- Give me the bucks. All right, I'm agreeing with you on that one. The 0-2 Lions head to the desert looking for their first win over Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. What do you think about this one? This is one of those games that the Cardinals in throughout history have kind of lost to kind of, you know, to mess everything up, they lose these games against really bad teams. So I see the Lions actually taking this one today. That is a bold, bold pick. It is a bold pick, but I don't know. I just see maybe the maybe they get a little, a little too confident. I am taking the Cardinals with this one. I'm taking. I think the Cardinals will win this one pretty easily, actually. Uh, and then tonight we head to Sunday Night Football. The Green Bay Packers heading down to the Big Easy to take on the New Orleans Saints. Yes, and we have. I'm going to go with that, that man, Aaron Rodgers. He's so good. Agree and, completely. And. It's just, and Drew Brees just did not look good. Might have to throw in Mr. Jameis. Without Mike Thomas as well, I'm thinking that Aaron Rodgers pieces the Saints team apart, leads the Packers to 3-0. and And then your week caps off with an incredible Monday night football game this week with the 2-0 and Chiefs heading to the 2-0 and Ravens, of course, defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, last year's number one seed in the AFC Ravens. Who are you taking in this one? I am going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. I think going to the bank, they're going to cash out. They're going to they're going to win this game by about ten plus. And you know already what I am going to pick. I'm picking against you. Lamar Jackson gets his first victory at, uh, over the Chiefs as an NFL starting quarterback. Well, Third yeah, times the charm for Lamar. Definitely have to go through and look at which who we picked and. 
and see how we do this. We'll week tally them up and we'll get a get a tally for you next week. Go ahead, give me your moment of the week. My moment of the week was last night with the Cardinals lost to Milwaukee. The Chicago Cubs clinched the National League Central for the third time in the past five years. Obviously, a two-year break in between. They last clinched it uh, two years, or yeah, there were two years in between that they had not clinched it. So they won it in, yeah, they won it this year. <laughs> they won it this year. John Lester, all that good stuff. Even though they lost last night, they still were able to win the division. Thanks for some, thanks to some help from the Milwaukee Brewers. And my moment of the week was the Alex Gordon tributes we saw. We saw Eric Hosmer and the Padres do the pine tar on the jersey. We saw with the Royals Royals players as well using that. And just a great player, you know, seven-time gold glove winner, won a platinum glove. I don't even know what that means, but is a multiple-time all-star and true legend. I have some NBA news, breaking news for you. Timberwolves guard Malik Beasley is facing a felony weapon and drug charge being held without bail currently in Minneapolis. He was arrested this morning. Malik Beasley? Yep. He's a he's just a role player for them. Definitely it definitely hurts, but we'll see what, what comes with that. Probably not too many good things. Well, give me your upset. And my upset of the week is La Tech overranked BYU. You know, home of Jarius Sneed, who is, you know, as we know if you listen to the show on KCU Sports Saturday, the leading, the NFL leader in interceptions. So give me La Tech. I am taking the Cincinnati Reds to win their wild card series. Okay. I'm hoping they don't play the Cubs, but <laughs> uh, I am taking them to win their wild card series. Uh I forget who they currently had him up against. I think they currently had him up against Atlanta. Uh, I think they could beat Atlanta for sure. And then I, what? Are you done? I'm yeah. Sorry. Okay. And then what to look out for? The the JJ versus the JJ and Derek versus JJ Watt matchup. All three of them being siblings playing in an NFL game. Pretty cool, I'd say. We've oh, also yeah. seen it in the NBA with uh, Giannis and his brothers. Also. Costas, that's first thing that, the first time to make an NBA Finals. Yeah, courtesy of the LeBron James. But that's a that'll about do it for us today. We hope you enjoyed. We had oh, a you great didn't even time. let me pick my oh, thing my, to watch. Oh my for. goodness, I'm unbelievable! So sorry. I'm so sorry. My thing to watch for is the uh, is the Heat clinching tonight. That's my guy. Should <laughs> I? I am so sorry. Yeah, the Heat clinch game in Game Six, like you predicted. But if we got a Game Seven, I I'd be feeling pretty. It'd be fun. We'll watch that one together. I'd be feeling a little woozy, and. But that'll about do it for us today. Yeah. This is your weekly walkthrough for all the most important news in this week of sports. We hope you enjoyed listening. I'm Nick Catlin. Alongside me, Ethan Psalm. You've been listening to the Weekly Walkthrough. Follow us on Twitter at Weekly Walk KCOU. And we will be back here same time, same place. And we hope you come to listen.